Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. It is good to be with you for day 129, Exodus chapter 33. We've come back to Exodus. Remember that chapter 32 was a very sobering chapter where Moses had executed judgment on the sin of God's people. And the last word of Exodus 32 verse 35 was that the Lord sent a plague on the people because they made the calf, one that Aaron made. So now we're going to see what the Lord says to Moses and what Moses responds to the Lord. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for your your holy character. You hate sin, but you love your people and you are committed to redeeming us from our sin and bringing us into everlasting righteousness through your son, our savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So write your word on our hearts today, we pray. Help us to live it and to see Christ in it. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Exodus chapter 33. The Lord said to Moses, Depart, go up from here. You and the people whom you have brought up out of the land of Egypt to the land of which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, To your offspring I will give it. I will send an angel before you, and I will drive out the Canaanites, the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Go up to a land flowing with milk and honey, but I will not go up among you, lest I consume you on the way, for you are a stiff-necked people. When the people heard this disastrous word, they mourned, and no one put on his ornaments. For the Lord had said to Moses, Say to the people of Israel, You are a stiff-necked people. If for a single moment I should go up among you, I would consume you. So now take off your ornaments, that I may know what to do with you. Therefore the people of Israel stripped themselves of their ornaments from Mount Horeb onward. Now Moses used to take the tent and pitch it outside the camp, far off from the camp, and he called it the tent of meeting. And everyone who sought the Lord would go out to the tent of meeting, which was outside the camp. Whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people would rise up, and each would stand at his tent door and watch Moses until he had gone into the tent. When Moses entered the tent, the pillar of cloud would descend and stand at the entrance of the tent, and the Lord would speak with Moses. And when all the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, all the people would rise up and worship, each at his tent door. Then the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. When Moses turned again into the camp, his assistant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, would not depart from the tent. Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, Bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you also have found favor in my sight. Now, therefore, if I have found favor in your sight, please show me now your ways, that I may know you in order to find favor in your sight. Consider, too, that this nation is your people. And he said, my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. 
And he said to him, If your presence will not go with me, do not bring us up from here. For how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people? Is it not in your going with us, so that we are distinct, I and your people, from every other people on the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, This very thing that you have spoken, I will do, for you have found favor in my sight, and I know you by name. Moses said, Please, show me your glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and will proclaim before you my name, the Lord. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. But, he said, you cannot see my face, for man shall not see me and live. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me where you shall stand on the rock, and while my glory passes by, I will put you in a cleft of the rock, and I will cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. That's Exodus chapter 33 in the ESV. Uh, tomorrow, chapter 34, wonderful chapter. We're coming to a just a beautiful section here in Exodus. And what we see here in God's word is that getting God's good gifts without getting God himself is not desirable for the people of God. Very often, if we're honest, many people who call themselves by God's name, us even at times, we are content to receive good things from God, but not to have God himself in our lives, not to know the Lord, not to press in to know the Lord more and more. So we receive blessings, provisions, protection, precious promises, and we take them all from God and we say, all right, I've got good things, right? But it's the Lord that we need. It's the Lord who is the gift. It's the Lord who is our inheritance and our treasure and our very great reward. And so when God tells his people, go ahead, I'll send an angel before you. One angel that I send can drive out all of those nations, right? Go up. The land is flowing with milk and honey, but I'm not going to go up among you, lest I consume you on the way, for you are stiff-necked people. And when the people heard this, they knew it was a disastrous word. And then we're given a little bit of background information in the middle part of chapter 33 as to why they would have had seen this as such a disastrous word, and that is that the Lord was with them. The Lord met with Moses every day in the tent of meeting, and all the people saw it, and all the people stood at the entrance of their tent, and all the people bowed and worshipped when the cloud came. So the people knew the presence of God in their midst. That pillar of cloud had led them, and that pillar of cloud descended when the Lord met with Moses, and they did not want to live without the presence of God in their lives. Having the land, having the milk and honey, having victory over their enemies would not be good if they did not have the Lord. Now, there's a little bit of back and forth here between um, between the Lord and Moses. And, and what's interesting is the Lord keeps talking about these people as being the people that you brought up out of the land of Egypt and 
Moses reminds the, the Lord, they are your people. Uh, we saw this earlier as well in uh, chapter 32. And so God is deliberately provoking Moses to remember. Moses was a humble man, but anyone in his position would have been tempted to think, these are my people. I brought them up out of the land of Egypt. I have led them all this way in the wilderness. And the Lord actually uses that language to provoke Moses to remember that they are the Lord's people and that the Lord has brought them up out of Egypt and that the Lord has led them through the wilderness and provided water from the rock and manna from heaven. This is something that anybody who's called to spiritual leadership over God's people has to remember. The people of God do not belong to the under shepherds. They belong to the great shepherd. There's only one head of the church. We are the people of God. We are not the people of any particular local congregation or local pastor. Um, we are God's people. And it is the presence of God. It is the, it is the gift of God himself, Christ in us, the Holy Spirit dwelling in us, God being with us, God being for us, that marks us out as being distinct among all the people of the earth. If your presence, verse 15, if your presence will not go with me, do not bring us up from here. For how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people? Is it not in your going with us so that we are distinct, I and your people, from every other people on the face of the earth? What makes the people of God distinct is not that we're the richest, not that we're the most educated, not that we're the most prosperous, but that we have God in our midst. When we gather for worship on the Lord's Day morning as God's people, we meet with God and God is in our midst and people should be able to come and say, God is meeting with these people. These people are serious. They're, they're meeting with God. They're hearing from God. They're talking to God. They're praising God. God is blessing them. These are God's people. God is in the midst of them. That's what is really happening in our Lord's Day morning assemblies. We need to believe that that's what's happening by faith so that we can worship truly. And that is the testimony to the world that makes us the distinct people of God is that God is with us. Now, God grants Moses what he is asking for. He's going to go with him. He says, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest in verse 14. And then in verse 17, this very thing that you have spoken, I will do, for you have found favor in my sight, and I know you by name. Isn't that a precious word? If you belong to the Lord Jesus Christ, if you have faith in him, God knows you by name. You have found favor in his sight, because God says, I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. I will have mercy on whom will I have mercy, in verse 19. And so if you know the Lord, he has had mercy on you. He has been gracious to you. You have found favor in his sight, and he knows you by name. That doesn't just mean he knows who you are. That means he knows you. He loves you. His heart is for you. And so now Moses pushes it one step further and says, please show me your glory. And we'll see this tomorrow, what the Lord is going to do in answer to this. But he's going to say, I'll make my goodness pass before you. I'll proclaim my name to you. You can see my backside, but you can't see my face and live. And that's, that's the difference that we have in the new covenant age and with the future blessed hope that we have is that we will see the Lord face to face and we will become like him. Rather than being destroyed by that holy presence that we can't bear the sight of, we will, by the grace of God and by the righteousness of Christ and by the salvation that is ours, we will be transformed into his likeness. Not that we will become God, 
but we will finally be holy even as he is holy and righteous as he is righteous and perfect as he is perfect on that day when we see him face to face. Moses will hear the name of the Lord and will see the backside of the Lord, but there's a day coming when we will see him face to face. Amen. Let's pray. Father, what a great precious hope we have in our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for just loving us and being gracious to us and finding favor in your sight and the fact that you know us by name, the fact that we are yours and you are ours and you are with us and you never leave us or forsake us. You are with us as our helper in all circumstances of life. We rejoice in you. Lead us today. Help us to walk by faith in you today and lead us day by day until that day when we see you face to face and are transformed into your likeness. We rejoice in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, that is uh, Exodus 33. Tomorrow, day 130, will be in Exodus 34. Hope you can join us for that. Have a blessed day in the Lord. Mm-hmm.